0: Welcome to the Intuitive Edge, episode 185. Today's guest, Royce Morales. Extrasensory perception is the umbrella term that includes intuition, clairvoyance, precognition, mental telepathy, clairaudient. Depending how sensitive an individual is, one is going to be using one or two or three skills simultaneously. So intuition to me isn't just A simple definition. It's a combination of other levels of extrasensory perception. I'm Victoria Lynn Weston, your host. I'm an intuitive business consultant, entrepreneur, and founder of Studio Carlton. We are a group of visionaries, voice designers, and producers of custom Amazon Alexa skills. The future is here, and it's all about voice. If you'd like to learn more about how you can raise your visibility, expand your brand, and engage on a voice platform like Amazon Alexa, check out StudioCarlton.com. Today, my guest is Royce Morales, and she wants you to have a perfect life awakening. You can learn more about Royce by RoyceMorales.com, that's R-O-Y-C-E, Morales.com, and I also have her link in my show notes. Royce is the author of True Love, Past Lives, and Other Complications, so you might want to check out those books as well. So now we're going to go connect with Royce and learn about how she helps people have a perfect life awakening. Royce Morales, it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you today on The Intuitive Edge, and I appreciate you taking time. You're the creator of Perfect Life Awakening. and You've been in California, like you said, or native California, so what triggered this? I imagine it had to have been a little bit of like an intuitive flash or something that sparked but said, I want to do this. This is my passion. Tell me the story. Well...
1: I was one of those people that arrived with a lot of questions. I would drive my mother crazy asking her these deep questions that she couldn't answer. She was an intellectual, certainly not spiritually based at all. And so I would say, well, what is the meaning of life? And what happens when we die? And what's it all about? And she would just roll her eyes and just, you know, oh, my God, who is this child? And so when I was a teenager, I started on a personal quest of trying to find those answers. And um, as a, a young adult, I started taking all kinds of personal development trainings and spiritual things. And you name it, I did it and I read it and I participated in it. And I would find that I would feel good for a while and it was nice understanding the concepts but I couldn't apply it in real life. And when I would get home, I'd be, you know, just as pissed off as I always was, and it it just wouldn't stick. And one of the things I got involved with was a um a teacher that taught people how to be channelers. And that was very unusual in those days. And I became one of her stars, and you know, I was channeling all kinds of things and people and whatever. And One night, she asked me to take over her class because she was going on vacation, and I said, okay, sure, and I got to the class, and I allowed everybody to just kind of share, and it was just a wonderful evening, and afterwards, one of the students came up to me and said, you seem to know a lot of stuff. Would you consider teaching me? And my head just went, oh, my God, she's crazy. (laughs) You know, I'm just a seeker, too. No, I don't know a thing, but out of my mouth came, sure, I'd love to bring your friends, and so she did and she arrived in my living room with 10 of her friends oh and wow that's her, nice uh, it was really nice and this is back in like 1979 oh my and i had no idea what i was going to talk about but out of my mouth just started coming all of this information and i had no idea where it was coming from and they came back the next week and they brought their friends and it just kind of snowballed from there until eventually i opened a spiritual center like i said in redondo beach and um it's just been
0: blossoming ever since. <laughs> oh, that's a fantastic. So you have actually a like a brick-and-mortar uh, space that you have in Redondo Beach then? I actually did for 20
1: years, but I don't anymore, um, mainly because my husband had a stroke, and so I closed everything and have been taking care of him. But I, I now do it remotely, which is, you know, just as good as far oh, as yeah. I can see.
0: Yeah, especially with all the – you never know what's going around these days. But, yeah, so that's great. Well, hats off to you for – um, having a, a brick and mortar store like that and and you know a nice space for people to come and visit so what does what do I get to learn from your from your approach to life? Well,
1: because I was so frustrated with all of the other things that I did and I found that they just didn 't stick and they didn't go deep enough, I decided that my classes and my courses would really be about getting to the origins of Where's where our negative programming began? You know, why do we self sabotage? Why do we have fears? Um, What are we here to learn? What are we here to teach or provide or give to the world? But doesn't
0: it all start with the parents though that give us the sabotage? Because usually they're pushing off on some of their insecurities on it. And then of course, then we go to school and then it starts there too. So isn't that when all the self sabotage and negative thinking kind of begins? It from what I teach, it
1: only we only allow that stuff to impact us because we already on some level believe that or on some level we're here to learn about that so i I, by taking people to the origins of where they made certain decisions about themselves uh then get re-triggered by all of that stuff and it just adds more validity and more glue to it that's what allows it to dissipate and resolve so yeah that stuff definitely has an impact on us but what really has the impact is what what we've already been programmed by ourselves. So,
0: so what yeah. happens though? Let's say you know you go through all that stuff and as, as a toddler, then you go to school, and then when do we start realizing that we have an option not to embrace that type of thinking that somebody's pushing on us? You know, sabotaging and somebody's you know they call it gaslighting today in some respects. Who mm-hmm. someone you know overtakes one's personality and they start being negative in that. So when what age do people really start to sit up and take notice of that? I mean, it can't be for everybody, but you know
1: what I mean? I think we, we can start at any point not buying into that, but if it's there, it's still impacting us. So we might act like we're not sabotaging, or we might try to do different things that help us feel empowered, but all of those things are just kind of a layer on top of what's trying to bubble up all the time. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one, I, and I talk a lot about that in my courses, that – You know, we've taken on all kinds of personas and acts and masks and all kinds of stuff to cover up all of that. I mean, I, you know, talking about myself, I never in a million years thought I was was being impacted by self-sabotage. I was, you know, pretty together and I went to college and I could, you know, talk to strangers. I could fly on airplanes. I could do all kinds of things. But underneath all of that, the deeper level of what was going on was all covered up. And I have and by getting in touch with that and resolving that, all of that other stuff could be more authentic
0: well how how does one know they're self sabotaging? What's a sign? What's a sign? Wow, <laughs> fear all the time um,
1: easily triggered all of the time, feeling kind of negative about yourself all of the time. Um, and really not even in touch with a lot of that, not even realizing that's what's going on. But I think the biggest sign is whatever manifests. Uh, so we could be trying really hard to be a success and can never manifest that. And why is that? Well, there's a deeper part of us that's that's sabotaging. There's a deeper part of us that says, no, I don't deserve that. So that's what shows up in our world, whatever we truly believe.
0: I take your course, Empower Your Life course, What are some of the tips, the first tips on my first day? Wow, first tips on your first day, that's a good (laughs) question.
1: (laughs) Well, I kind of, I teach step-by-step. I explain how the mind works and how we get programmed and various levels of the mind. I talk about the fear-based mind and the logic-based mind and the higher consciousness mind and how they all work together, and um, I guess the first tip I would give people is how to get in touch with that fear-based aspect of us that's really running the show, unfortunately. That's the part that's the strongest. Um, so once you get more in touch with that, m- once you see what what's going on behind the scenes, you can be more attuned and you can be more aware in your life. You can be more mindful of you know what it, what it is that's preventing you from being logical and from being empowered and from being that higher consciousness person that you really are.
0: So somebody's working, you know, a uh, middle management job, nine to five, maybe they're working more than that, and they don't really have the freedom to be that a, a big, th- you know, free thinker in a way, and they're self-sabotaging in that. How do you empower that person? I mean, they can't go in and – I mean, how does that person find their empowerment, I guess, is the better way to phrase that. So how do they go in there? Do they remind themselves of all the good they did for the company or how they helped their bottom line? And then they – you know, so they're talking to themselves like Tony Robbins, you know, that like their second personality is Tony Robbins. and say, hey, you know, you did all this, this, and this. Because I guess I'm trying to figure out – and I know how thinkers are in, in a corporate environment, as I'm sure you do, and they don't have that that free thinking.
1: Yeah, and I – you know, I think the work that I do applies to anybody. Uh, if somebody is willing to do that, and it's not about self-talk, it's not any of that, it's about getting to the origins. So once somebody discovers the origins of where they decided they don't deserve to not be a middle management person and not be a free thinker, you know, that's where they can start making changes and that's where their life can transform. Um you know, honestly, I, I do find that my classes attract people that are are ready and willing to do this. Um, I've not had many people show up that kind of fit into that sort of box. Once in a while, I do. Uh, but honestly, you know people that are that have had questions in their life or feel stuck or feel like something is going on and they can't put their fingers on it or they they're questioning things. those are the people that are attracted. So
0: so you're saying like the nine to five people, you're looking at people that are more entrepreneurial or just out, you know, doing things for themselves, self-employed, that type? Sometimes, yeah.
1: Sometimes, you know, not to say that, that I don't attract people, but looking at it statistically, um, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've had people that were very, you know, kind of limited thinking. Um, actually, what I love is when people arrive that are skeptics. Um, I've had so many people that were like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna prove this chick wrong, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm> gonna,
1: sure. <laughs> one question that's gonna poke a hole in everything she's saying, and those are the ones that usually end up getting the most value. And as soon as they're they're they are able to realize, Wow, you know, maybe there is some truth to this, or they have a personal experience of it in the work that I present, and you know, then they're completely. Uh, shifted from skepticism I always like to say I my middle name is skeptic I the reason that I do what I do is because I questioned so severely everything I was going through and every all the trainings and all the spiritual workshops I was taking It's like no this doesn't This doesn't sound right, or there's got to be more. You know, I had that that need to be a skeptic. So I understand skeptics, and I think they're great.
0: So in the Take Your Class, though, again, we're talking about Empower Your Life course. So if I come in and take your class, is there something you tell everybody, like to leave their old thinking at the door and then to start with the new? Because it feels like for someone to do that, they have to get rid of some old thinking.
1: Yeah, well, I don't – I don't encourage people to get rid of anything. I just encourage them to just be open and to see what comes up and to see what happens. In fact, I tell people, don't have expectations when you take this, because you might be surprised as to what does happen. I I had a student one time just popped into my head. She arrived, and her main goal in taking the classes was to find her soulmate. She was single. She was in her 30s. She was really lonely and wanted to meet the guy she was supposed to be with. And every week she would talk about, You know, I really want to meet my soulmate, and I haven't met him yet, and I don't think these classes are working and all that stuff until eventually, you know, it got to the point where I said to her, well, okay, so you haven't met your soulmate, but what has happened in your life? And she stopped and thought about it for a minute, and she goes, well, my business has doubled I my checkbook is balanced and she started you know rattling off all these things that had happened and she didn't even notice those things because she was so set on trying to find her soulmate so I thought that was pretty funny so I do tell people let it go find out you know just notice what works and it might be subtle and it you might not even notice it your friends might point it out to you so yeah that that is something that I do tell people
0: so what kind of exercises are involved in this?
1: The way the classes are structured is they are um, listening to me talk for about 45 minutes to an hour, and there's a lot of sharing and a lot of questioning that goes on. I give people homework assignments, which is observation. But the real work is about, um, and I always tell people, don't worry about the information. Just do the the inner work part of the class, and that's where the value is. But the inner work is a meditative process that I developed that allows people to look inside and discover those origins, like I was mentioning before, of where they decided that they don't deserve or where they decided that they deserve to be punished or whatever it is that they decided, that programming that goes way back. Um, And like I said, it's a meditative process and it's about learning to trust whatever comes into your mind, whether it's a, a thought or an image or Some people hear certain memories. So it's looking for memories and looking for specific incidents that are the source or the cause of these these negative programs. We go as far back as we can. Some people remember their birth experience. Some people remember past lives. Some people remember between lives programming, all kinds of interesting places that come up for people. And it's very experiential. It's not just you know, remembering the time that, you know, your mom and dad got divorced. It's remembering that specific moment when your dad walked out the door and said something terrible to your mom. And what did you decide and what was programmed from that incident? So that's what I encourage people to do. And that's what I assist people in doing. I also do individual work with people that uses the same process, but it's more one-on-one. So it's very, very doesn't empowered. it help
0: too if you're looking at people that bring trying to relive bad experiences which really isn't all that much fun but can people find their empowerment by re reconnecting with moments in their life where they had happier moments and that feeling can help them walk away feeling more empowered
1: yeah but again it's just kind of adding a nice fluffy layer on top of the negative stuff that's trying to come up Um, What I do in my work is not only help them find those negative moments, I also end it with turning that into a positive. What were you supposed to learn on a higher consciousness level? And let's focus in on something positive or something uh, empowering from that so people are not left with just that negative feeling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you're bringing up a lot of, you know, wounds there. So you're bringing up people that, again, are going into the past And you're trying to make them face that negative situation and then try to add, you know, a a Band-Aid on it sometimes so they can move on. But, you know, so then they they go on. So I guess I'm trying to figure out instead of going all the way to the childhood, can't somebody come in and just start like in the last five years and then kind of move on from that?
1: I find that the last five years are often just a replay of the last 50 or 60 years or 20 or 30 lifetimes. So it's all just a repetitious pattern. Um, and because it's, it's spiritually based, you know, it's not just about getting in touch with emotions and all of that. It's really about understanding it spiritually. So what what is your spirit trying to tell you from this? What were you supposed to learn? What were you supposed to bring to life based on that experience? So, yeah, it's it goes deep. It does.
0: So give me an example of, of a guy, you know, a guy comes in and I want somebody that wants to, you know, try to get their business back on track and all that stuff. You know, how do you help them with that? Well, it's
1: it's all the same, really. I, I find that people come into my courses for all kinds of reasons. Everybody has their own reason. So if somebody is there because they want to deal with their alcoholic parents, or they want to deal with their children, or they want to deal with, you know, feeling like they're not happy, whatever it is, it's all the same process, and it's all about discovering specific moments where they were programmed, that they programmed themselves, that they made choices that in some way programmed themselves. So if somebody wants to expand their business and they're feeling stuck, we would look at, you know, what is that really about? What is the pattern of that in your life? It's not just about your business. It's about other stuff as well. So where did that begin? Where did that originate? And let's pull up those roots so that your business can thrive. And I've had miraculous results with that. I had a student Uh, an ongoing student, that, oh, my gosh, every time his business gets stuck, he calls me and we process together and we discover more deep-level programming that's going on. And then he'll call me the next day and he says, oh, my God, I had 10 new clients after I worked with you. So there's all kinds of shifts that happen just from changing from within. It's it's an amazing manifestation process that happens.
0: Give me an example. I want, to, I want to hear, like, some details of somebody. So when they let go of all the past, they went through your course, and I guess the course is, what, maybe seven weeks, 12 weeks? Um, It's
1: actually 10 weeks,
0: yeah. Okay, so they go through the course, and then things start to happen in their lives. You know, midway through, they start to notice things. that. Um, can, Is there any kind of, you know, tell me a story of, of something like that. Well, I'll go, I'll go back to the one I was just
1: talking about, The my student that um, has his own business. He called me up one time, and he said, I just can't even believe it, because he, he worked very, very hard on his website, and uh, everything he did was you know, his own creation, and he had tons of clients and tons of um, people that wanted his product, and all of a sudden he found out that somebody had completely ripped off his website almost word for word, but not enough so that he could say that it was ripped off. They changed enough words so that it looked like theirs. But it was basically the same concept and trying to sell the same product. And we worked together on that. And he he discovered some, you know, self-sabotaging sources for why that was going on. And, again, literally the next day he called me and he said the person completely dropped their website <laughs> And he had 10 new clients. So there's things like that that happen all of the time. I mean, I could tell you hundreds of stories like that. It's amazing. That's really
0: interesting. And how is this course or this life in, in existing and letting go of, of or understanding what you're supposed to learn from bad experiences? How has this impacted your own life? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. I
1: wouldn't even know where to begin, but in, in every possible way, Um I I guess the only one that comes to mind is personal relationships. I was in a marriage that I had chosen specifically to please my parents and, um, you know, felt it was the, the right thing to do because I was kind of, like I said, a very spiritually minded, very questioning young person. And I married somebody that allowed me to be normal and accepted and all of that. We had a child together. And I, I literally, well, I guess to add further interest to the story, when we were standing in front of the, the uh, person that was marrying us, I heard this voice, and I had never heard a voice before, and the voice said, in seven years, you're going to remember that this is not what you're supposed to be doing, and you'll be done. And I went, what? <laughs> and I completely forgot about that. It was so profound, but it was one of those things that I went a complete amnesia about, and literally seven years later, I was sitting in the, in front of the television watching TV with my uh, four-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, watching Sesame Street. And I heard that voice again, and it said, okay, you're done. It's time to move on. And I went, I can't move on. I've got a house and a kid. And, oh, my God. And it said, just trust. And so I confronted my, my husband, and I said, I think we're done. I didn't hate him, loved him dearly as a friend, but it just was not what I was supposed to be doing. It, he was not who I was supposed to be with. I was, I felt as though I was deserving so much more. And I had started my spiritual, restarted my spiritual quest. I didn't care about being normal and accepted anymore. And so uh, we divorced a few months later and it took me about six years of dating lots of people. And I just kept feeling like there was somebody that I was supposed to be with. And then he arrived, literally arrived in my life. And I looked at him and he looked at me and we got married about four weeks later. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. I've been with him for 36 years. (laughs) So it's that kind of thing that happens when you just start learning to trust your intuition and trust what you're supposed to do here and not try to be who you aren't. So that's so much of what I tell my students. It's really about being authentic and doing your purpose here and trusting.
0: Very good, and everyone can read about yourself, RoyceMorales.com, dot com, and also can check out Empower Your Life course, which everybody is feeling stuck or looking for a better change or wanting to just sort of unleash all the old negative stuff and and have a better understanding why you experienced that, I highly recommend you check out Empower Your Life with Royce Morales. Royce, it's been a pleasure talking with you today, and Mm. I learned a little bit. I always think it's great to connect with people no matter what because as long as you learn you know, something, a little golden nugget that helps you along the way on your spiritual path, it's all a good thing. Yes, thank you so much, Victoria. We hope you enjoyed the show today. The Intuitive Edge is sponsored by Studio Carlton. They're a group of voice designers, producers, and developers of custom Amazon Alexa skills. If you want to expand your brand, raise your visibility, and interact on a voice platform like Amazon Alexa, check out studiocarlton.com. The Intuitive Edge is produced by a team with Weston Media Group, LLC, Atlanta, Georgia.